This is Al Rivera, lead designer of Star Trek Online, and you're listening to Priority One Podcast. You are now tuned to the Priority One Subspace Frequency, brought to you by Sayulita.com. Sayulita, Mexico is the closest thing to Planet Risa. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 133 of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek online podcast, recorded Thursday on June 20th, 2013, live on trekradio.net and available for download on PriorityOnePodcast.com the following Monday. I'm James. I'm Tony. And I'm Elijah. Tony, tell us what kind of tofu we got in store this week. In this episode of Priority One, we trek out Samsung's involvement in the future development of the Enterprise Bridge. In Stone News, we review the latest dev blogs and the launch of the latest fleet holding, the Dilithium Mine. And finally, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Also this episode, we've got a special treat. An interview with Aaron Eisenberg, best known for his role as Nog in Deep Space Nine. Captains, we'd like to encourage you to help support Priority One by offering your donations to our Indiegogo project that will get the Bridge of the Enterprise D to Las Vegas for the 2013 Star Trek convention. As we've mentioned before, the team of Priority One will be there in full force. Tony, James, Elliot, Adrienne, and I will be there. And our goal is to have the bridge at the convention. Now please visit our Indiegogo page to find out how you can support the project and what awesome benefits you'll receive as a contributor. Links, of course, will be in our show notes. It's actually on the front page of our website, PriorityOnePodcast.com. There's a contribution level designed especially for those who want to attend the convention in spirit, but cannot be there in person. $40 will sign you up for an STF run with the crew of the Transmission Booth live in Las Vegas. Four generous listeners will team up with one of the DJs or hosts live in Las Vegas and mercilessly slaughter Borg drones on the big screen at the booth, mere feet away from John Luke's big chair. We want to take a moment and give a special thanks to everyone who has already contributed to the project. We are over a grand now and steadily climbing, so if you have the opportunity, anything you can contribute would be greatly appreciated and a very special thanks to those of you who already have. We'll see you in Vegas. We do want to remind you that PriorityOnePodcast.com offers more than just podcasts. We've got articles. We've got blogs. We've got it all. Get on over there and check it out. Some of the most respected members of the Star Trek online and greater scientific communities give us submissions all the time, including our latest dilithium tracker from Sam on Maui. And in our latest edition of the Priority One family, we revive in development and bring you some amazingly creative do-it-yourself projects from Kate 
Robin, and Adrienne, best known for their amazing cosplay adventures and conventions across the country. In this first installment, they'll teach you how to make your very own Andorian antennae. So be sure to visit PriorityOnePodcast.com and get yourself a pair of Andorian antennae. Speaking of blogs, Captains, do you have something to say? Are you a geeky mom or dad? The, the biggest Trek fan ever? Well, your opinions matter. Join the team at PriorityOnePodcast.com as a guest blogger and share your geek-tastic opinions, reviews, and news with our audience. Send us a message to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com if you're interested. Captains, the Priority One fleet has openings for a few administrative positions. So if you're interested, visit our forums at forums.priorityonepodcast.com or chat with us in-game by joining our open chat channel. To do that, just type forward slash channel underscore join, hit the space bar, and then Priority One in your chat box in-game. That's channel underscore join space bar Priority One. All one word. Keep in mind that you don't have to be a member of the fleet to join this channel. It's just another way that we can interact with our listeners, and you guys can talk with us, and we can share ideas and open a dialogue. So be sure to join us in-game on that chat channel. As we mentioned earlier, you can listen to us live on Trek Radio every Thursday night at 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. You can chat live with us in-game, or you can visit trekradio.net and use their IRC chat client and talk to us live while we do the show. Well, let's get ready to Trek It Out. I don't know. Then let's trek it out. The future is here. Close your eyes for a moment and take a journey with me. You're in the kitchen, doing dishes, and staring blankly out the window. In the distance, you see a small bird bathing. Children in the park across the street playing. A Twitter notification that someone shared your recipe for key lime pie. Wait, wait, what? Well, Captains, that's the future with Samsung's 2012 CES winner for innovation, the Transparent Smart Window. This 46-inch display is fully touch-capable with the ability to pull up your Twitter account, check the weather, work on presentations, even watch television. The icing on the cake is that the screen comes with little blinds that completely darken the screen and prevent any incoming light from shining through. Now, there are a ton of other features. But it's partially solar-powered, so it's not going to eat up your electrical bill. I encourage you to check out the video on YouTube. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. Now, this is something that I definitely want in my home. I'm just curious if it comes in, like, a bathroom window size. You know, because, like, just think about it. I'm scrubbing my bum, and suddenly, ping, incoming video call from your mother-in-law. I guarantee you this will be in every hotel room in Vegas within 10, 15 years. Every hotel room, I promise you, the window you look out onto the strip will be that window. And it'll have advertisements for all the games downstairs oh, and the restaurants every, and yeah, all that kind of every stuff. Site, yeah, every site, yeah, every tourist trap, guarantee it. The cool thing about the window is that it's one way. So if you're on the outside looking in, you can only see the person. You cannot see what they're looking at. So you can't read their Twitter feeds. You can't read whatever they're watching or see. It's a really awesome, awesome piece of technology we'll of course again have links in the show notes so i encourage you to check that out but listen i would definitely love to have that in my own home at some point you could listen to p1 on your window how yeah, awesome pretty much. would that be but this is the first step in that interactive you know minority report jj abrams bridge type of interface where it's all touch capable and you just 
control things on the touch of a screen. Yeah, but somehow it's just not as cool if, like, your Twitter feed comes up and your hands are all soapy from washing dishes and stuff and you have to, like, knock it with your elbow to hit the reply. And, I mean, that's just not your as nose. cool as Tom Cruise. Yeah, your nose. Yeah, lean over the sink and bonk it. Well, everyone, discover something you think the rest of our listeners would enjoy hearing about. Send your discoveries over to us at incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. And let's check out what happened in Stow News. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. In Stone News this week, Captain's Log article by Terry Lynn Scholl, massively reporter Jasmine Hrushek checks in from E3 with an interview with Stowe executive producer Dan Stahl. Now, hopefully you guys caught our interview with him in episode 131, but an interesting reveal from this encounter with Massively is the upcoming summer event on Ryza. Not unlike the winter event that happens in December, players will celebrate the season with some fun in the sun. And Brandon also uh, leaked a little Twitter pic today that uh, showed a bare foot. So I'm thinking that uh, we're getting some additional teases from the developers over there. Massively also pushed Daniel on the topic of the Stowe Gateway. That's the web browser interface that at this time only grants you access to your inventory and ship loadout and your traits and some of your boffs. We discussed this with Dan in episode 131, but the interesting little tidbit from Massively's interview is that they're looking to bring a different type of duty officer gameplay to the portal. What this means, we don't know, but we do know from our interview that Dan said they were going big on DOFs on Season 9, and also today Brandon announced that the fleet support DOF pack was not going to be available much longer. So all these little pieces are coming together that uh, Season 9 is going to be big for DOFs. So I'm driving home on the parkway, and it suddenly dawned on me, how awesome would it be if the gateway development moved into an augmented reality type of game with your DOFs? If you follow me on Twitter, I announced that I had started playing Ingress, which is an augmented reality game from Google. It kind of mixes between like the secret world with the Matrix and a little bit of Rift, all wrapped up onto your mobile device. And the premise of the game is that you visit a local landmark, you hack the landmark, you get points, you grow an experience, and you control the territory. It's two factions. How awesome would it be if the DOF system was an augmented reality game? So let's say you're walking down the streets of your local town. There's a monument. There's some kind of landmark. But on your tablet, it reads as some type of planetary anomaly. And it's you have to send your duty officers to do something at this planetary anomaly. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think it would be a very interesting integration if you were to marry the DOF system with a game like Ingress. I encourage you to check out Ingress. It's in closed beta right now, but you can submit an application for your invitation into the game. And it's really designed to get you out and about. Legacy of Romulus, devlog number 23. So, if you've listened to last week's episode, we introduced the new uh, fleet holding titled The Dilithium Mine, right? So everybody knows about it, it's coming up, whatever. According to the devlog, the Dilithium Mine can be compared to an embassy for the effort and resources required to progress through it. So, also like the embassy holding, it has one main track and two sub-tracks, okay? So, 
The two subtracks are Trade and Development. Trade offers access to three tiers of fleet advanced engineering consoles and reduced recharge time on the call trade freighter, the Azura and or Vival or and or Ulan cell ship, you know, so on and so forth. Development seems to be more the attractive subtract. So as you can obtain much more, including you guys are going to be able to now make, okay, the advanced fleet warp cores. Okay, these are Mark 12s, purples, very nice. Advanced fleet singularity warp cores. You're also going to have elite fleet warp cores and elite fleet singularity warp cores. Also Mark 12 and all that good stuff. So you're going to have minor duty officers and you're going to have mining duty officer assignments. The biggest buzz about this new holding is that progressing through the tiers can grant a resource discount for all other projects from all other fleet holdings. In other words, you won't spend as much progressing through the other tiers of your fleet starbase, which is very convenient when you get to those last few tiers like 4 and 5, which are extremely resource heavy. Embassy or other future holdings as well. The announced intent of this new fleet holding was to assist smaller fleets with the cost of building their own starbase. Any fleet with 25 members or less can attest to the fact that building towards a T5 starbase is like impossible, okay? It's, it's really, really, really hard. While progressing through the tiers of your new dilithium mine, you will earn discounts on future projects. So, what are the discounts? Tony, in last week's episode, you met with Firex and Hero and you discussed the new holdings in great length. Can you give a little bit of a recap what we learned and what's changed since last week? Well, the biggest thing that we sort of took away from it was that it may not be the help just for small fleets. It's going to help everybody the same. I think part of the problem is is that you can't give help just to small fleets without people coming up with fun and interesting ways to sort of game the system to take advantage of the small fleet discounts and then beef their fleets all the way back up to the large size again. It would be tough to design a system one time and have it run by itself with those parameters. So any help they're going to give for resource reductions is going to affect all fleets across the board. And so there's a lot of back and forth between, well, offering a discount for the larger fleets means fewer fleet credits available. If you're going to have a smaller fleet, the resource discounts aren't that great. Your tier one discounts are at the time, when this was first on Tribble, when it was 3%, the Tier 2 was 6%, and the Tier 3 was 9%. After some feedback, I'm going to call it feedback, but it was really a lot of complaining, some of it on this show a little bit, they went back and they upped the tier levels to 4%, 9%, and I think it was 14%, something like that. But they've jumped them up a bit so that the diminishing returns are not quite as bad as they used to be. They used to be, uh, you know, as you progress through tiers, you have to drop in more resources to get the next level. And so before there were, you got 3% at each level. So you'd be dumping in more and more stuff and you'd get the same 3%. The so what changes you're they made, is they've made it useful. alleviate that a little bit. No. <laughs> they've, they've made it less useless. The tier levels are now better than they were but it's still going to take a long time to recoup your investment. There were some calculations out there saying that basically if you maxed out your dilithium mine, you would have to wait for the next holding or the next two or three holdings and max those out before you would recoup your initial investment in it. Now with these new bumps in the discount, that has been moved back a little bit. But I think that for small fleets, you basically just need to go to tier one and just stop because that's the most bang for your buck. You get a small discount, but that small discount comes cheaply. If you want the big discount, that's only going to be useful to the larger fleets because they'll be able to get to those higher tier levels more effectively and more efficiently. It doesn't really help the small fleets very much. 
But on the other hand, Cryptic's running a business here, and the Starbase makes a lot of money. It's uh, cheeks and seats, it's time spent in the game, it's people buying fleet modules, it's people trading in their Zen for Dilithium. I think for what they wanted to do, they hit the mark, but it's just not what everybody was expecting, I don't think. I don't really understand the move. I don't understand the Dilithium mine, especially that it's across the board. To me, it doesn't really help small fleets. Everybody's getting the discount across the board, large and small fleets. So what's really the point? Why not just drop the costs of the project by those XYZ percentages? Because then you wouldn't spend time in the game. Right, right, right. So I I understand that, but I I don't think this is the answer to the concerns that small fleets have in the game about the resources demanded in progressing through Tier 1 to Tier 5. Hopefully we'll see something better come out. Hopefully we get something better for those smaller fleets. Now, Tony, you have a prediction? Oh, yeah. You ready? The the, the psychic cap's going on. You ready? I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. Here it is. Here it is. The next fleet holding project is going to be a way to transfer resources among fleets. I'm calling it now. That's what it is. That's going to be tricky to balance, and it's going to be tricky to plan out, but I think that's probably on the drawing board next, a way to uh, integrate fleet alliances of some kind. I know Al's talked about it before with us. I think that they put this in here as, number one, a fleet holding, where people can spend more time and money building stuff, and they're going to spend some brain power and some time and energy doing another fleet holding. The next fleet holding is going to be something where it's a... trading post or a aid center or something that's going to allow you to donate resources or something to another fleet. And that would make sense to me. And that's a, that's a great idea because, you know, we have all these fleets in the game, but there really isn't a way for fleets to collaborate or to assist one another. There really is no alliance system. And that's a really great idea, Tony. Hopefully we'll see that in the game. If I'm wrong, I'll be wrong. But I think I, I'm, if I were them, that's what I'd be doing. All right, Captains, up next in Stone News, launching with the new fleet holding is a limited-time special project titled <gasps> Let in the Starlight, Let in the Starlight. Does the game sing to you like okay. that? A little bit, yes. It yes! brings it in quite a bit. So, like the other special projects you've come to know, this is simply a cosmetic project with no functioning purpose other than to make your dilithium mine look pretty. According to the blog, windows will open up on the second floor of the interior of your dilithium mine. It will also open up the ceiling between the first and second floors to provide a more open environment. This special project will be available from around 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on June 20th till around 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on July 4th. Here are my thoughts about this. It is way too soon to be introducing a cosmetic special project just as the new fleet holding was launched. I mean, guys, give us some time to simmer. But I, I have another prediction. Are you ready? The, the next uh, the next special project for the embassy, or for the Dilithium mine? Window treatments. <laughs> yeah. Curtains. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. no, it's going to be that special electronic yeah. glass that Samsung makes where you hit the finger on there and it does the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get your Twitter feed on the, uh, on the Dilithium mine ceiling. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not... I this is not a I, one. I think that it's it's too soon to pop out a special project. Just as the Dilithium mine has been launched, I mean, it just came out today. Maybe wait a week so that everybody can kind of get their hands on the project and maybe tear up a little bit. But you know, again, it's a cosmetic thing. I'm not going to get on my soapbox because I've been on it before, and Al Rivera pretty much told me to shut it and that it's not changing. <laughs> so why waste my breath? 
Captains, are you building a fleet? Do you struggle with completing projects and pooling resources from your members? What are your thoughts on the new Dilithia Mine Fleet Holding? Do you think it'll help? Leave your feedback on our comment section below the episode on PriorityOnePodcast.com or on the Stowe Forums. Captains, that wraps up Star Trek Online News. Now it's time for a special guest interview with Aaron Eisenberg. All right, this is Elijah from PriorityOnePodcast.com on TrekRadio.net reporting from the Crown Plaza in Cherry Hill, New Jersey for the 2013 Philly Star Trek convention. And I am joined by Aaron Eisenberg, known to many Trek fans as Nog from Deep Space Nine. Thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, so Deep Space Nine celebrates its 20th anniversary this year, a, a milestone. And, uh, and when looking back, is there anything you would do differently? Uh, no, not at all. I mean... I was extremely happy with the story arc that they did for me and everything that they gave to me. I, I really couldn't have been more happy. Uh, I mean, if they made me a regular, maybe. If I got more work, maybe. Uh, but, other, but you know, all kidding aside, no, man, I, I was so fortunate. I was just really fortunate to have what I had. Now, I, I was, as I was waiting uh, to speak with you, uh, you were talking uh, to a fan about the growth of the character, you know, the, the, the depth that the writers took with it. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and, and what that meant to you as an actor? Uh, well, let's see, how did that... You know, as an actor, you know, you, you get a job, you get a script, and you and you go and perform and do what you need to do. And on the show, you know, I had no idea where I was going to go from the beginning to the end or how far I was going to even make it. So for me, every script I got was like, oh my God, I'm working again. I got another show. I got another episode. And every time I got a script, it would give me more insight into the character. They would take me in another dire- in, and in another direction, move me forward here, or move me forward there, or I would get to work with these actors on the show. And I saw the story arc in the scripts that I received. I had no idea where it was going to go and where it was going to end. So for me, I love the story that they gave me, and I love that um, I went into Starfleet, although I have to admit... When I got that script, I thought that was it. I thought I was done. And uh, Rick Berman pulled me into the, his office and said, you know, hey, I heard you thought that this is it, that we're firing you, that you're not going to be on the show anymore. He said that couldn't be further from the truth. We love you. We love your work. And this will bring you more work. And he was right. I Once I joined Starfleet, I started working more and more. And as a matter of fact, Armin even said the same thing. He said, now you're part of the solution and you're going to work a lot more. And he was absolutely right. And, uh, and the other thing that I was mentioning to the person uh, that I was speaking to before you was that uh, the, the character of Nog was so parallel to my own life. You know, he went after his dreams. He went after what he wanted. He kind of stepped away from the norm of what his culture goes for and went after something else. And he didn't always succeed. He would hit stumbling blocks. He would make some mistakes. But he would pick himself up and try again. And it was it was really ironic how close that was to my own life of pursuing acting, and it was it was pretty incredible. It was a pretty incredible experience. That's fantastic. That's 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 awesome. Now, tell me a little bit about some of your fondest memories on the set, if uh, if you can recollect any. Uh, there's a God, there's there's a ton of I mean things to say to talk about. Um, I mean, I had a, a wonderful experience working with Ciroc. Um We had such a great relationship on the show, JG. You know, working with Martok and having to stand up to the Klingons. 
The scene with Avery Brooks in Heart of Stone was one of my most favorite scenes to do. And, and I remember in that scene, you know, we rehearsed a certain way and Avery didn't grab me. But in the take, he ended up grabbing me and it was an improvised moment that was, that was wonderful to be a part of. There was the dancing scene and you're cordially invited. That wasn't part of the script and became one of my scariest days ever. And I had to figure out some dance that Nog does. And knock on wood, I did, thanks to Nana, who kept laughing at the things I was choosing to do. And I'm like, okay, I think this will work. And then I performed it in front of the whole crew, in front of on the camera. And thank God it worked, and everybody laughed. And David Livingston thought it was hysterical, but it was the scariest day of my life. We had the 19 takes with Ciroc Lofton. No, it was my fault, not Ciroc's, of uh, you know, self-sealing stumbles in the earlier part of the show. Uh, the season of the shows, and um, and then of course Paper Moon, the climax of the character. You know, is just fantastic experience for me, and they honored me with giving me a whole episode to myself, and I, I couldn't have been more happy that that they did that. You know, I I was just honored, and and I gotten many compliments over that from especially veterans who were just like I don't know how you nailed that, and I go you know, and I had a kidney transplant, so I was able to relate to that to some degree, but I was just honored. I was honored with everything. Everything that happened on that show, I couldn't have been more fortunate. And I say that all the time in all my interviews. So I probably sound like a broken record, but the truth is, it's exactly how I feel, you know? Now, in the last 20 years, I'm sure you've been to a number of conventions. Over the years, have you seen a, a change in the audience, uh, new faces, younger faces? Do you have any memorable moments with fans? Uh, I mean, nothing really specific in a memorable, specific moment with, without, you know, I don't want to embarrass a fan that's out there you know of, of an experience that happened but I have seen a much younger crowd in the next generation coming up and and I, I love that I think it's amazing and I, I think what's even even uh, more amazing is all the shows that are now on TV that are producing more conventions more fan run conventions more fans coming out you know you got video games you've got Supernatural Vampire Diaries Doctor Who Game of Thrones the new one Vikings that just came out and it's just, I mean, it's exploded over the, over the years, and it's brought in so many different people into the conventions. And, and you, see, uh, you see a spectrum of people, um, age and, and style and interest, you know. And, and you got comic book movies now, and, I mean, it's, it's just incredible how, how far it's come and how big it really is, you know. All right, and lastly, where can fans spot you next? Do you have any projects on the horizon, any conventions that you'll be attending? Um, no, oh, the next convention I'm attending is uh, in Chicago with Creation. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Aaron Eisenberg. Although there's somebody else using my name too, and it's got a it's a little strange. So if you go to the one that's a little strange, then you know there's a different one that you need to find. And uh, so I have that. I'm doing my photography, and I just got new photos for acting. And I hope I get on Supernatural. It's one I love that show, and uh, you know, or Game of Thrones. Some of these new shows that are really awesome, or one of the movies. So, uh, but. Uh, uh, Production-wise or, or acting-wise, I don't have anything right now. So, you know, maybe uh, Supernatural will give me a call, you know. Have you, uh, have you thought about voice work? Because one of our core audiences uh, play a game called Star Trek Online. And uh, I'm sure the story, not story can continue in Star Trek Online. Is that something you uh, would be interested in doing? Oh, absolutely. They didn't call me. <laughs> you know, I, the people ask me, would you do this? I go, yeah, but nobody calls me. I'm a big uh, WoW fan. I play World of Warcraft. And I'm like, if there's a Blizzard fan that works for Blizzard that wants me to do something for, uh, you know, the next expansion, you know, I'm available. 
you know, I love to do, I love to be part of things that are fun, that I'm, that I enjoy myself. And I'm a gamer. I have two boys. We, we're game. We're all gamers. We. I mean, I really only have time for World of Warcraft. I used to play Magic. I loved Magic, and I, you know, I, I love that stuff. So yeah, if, if if Star Trek Online called me, yeah, of course I'd be there. That'd be so fun. If Blizzard called me, oh my God, that'd be awesome. You know. So Blizzard, if you're hearing, if you're hearing this, you know, yeah, give me a call. I'd love to. I'd love to do a little. I think they even have a character somewhere named Nog, N O G G, uh, somewhere in the game. And uh, I, I do, I do. Uh, I'm in contact with the WoW Insider guys, uh, ladies and, and, and gentlemen there, because I'm a big. I watch uh, WoW Insider is a blog for World of Warcraft, so I'm always on that website. And uh, Lisa, and I can't pronounce her last name. It's Pois Poizo. I can't pronounce her last name, so if she's hearing this. Forgive me. Um, but they always invite me to their get together before BlizzCon and. And uh, so I do all that. I'm, I'm talking. I'm rambling. But anyway. No, no, no. I, you see, the, the only reason is that I can't believe you play WoW and not Star Trek Online. Oh, it's yeah? free to play, man. It's free to play. Oh, well, I don't think it's for Mac. I, 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 I have a Mac, and, you know, they were, no offense to the Star Trek Online guys, but you were dumb enough not to put it for Mac. I would have been there. I would have given it a shot, you know, but you didn't. And Blizzard, you know, they make their games for PC and Mac. So, and I'm a Mac guy, so... Step up to the plate, man. Make a Mac uh, portal for it or something. or Not a portal. What do they call it? A Mac port. A Mac port. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for speaking with me today, Aaron. I very much appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See? We are getting to know each other. All right. And coming to us from the Star Trek Online forums... We had X Lacubus Borg X write in to request that we tone down the fleet promotional discussion. Now, I assure you, Priority One Podcast's goal is not to spam messages about everything that our new fleet is doing. But you can expect to hear quick updates on our progression, explaining what we've learned along the way. Our goal is to help others learn from our experiences building a fleet, not to just build a fleet to build one. And, of course, if we hold the Twitch.tv event which is in the planning stages, we'll be sure to announce it here on PriorityOnePodcast.com. Over on our website, Tawani writes in, I'd love to see star bases evolve to where you could really customize every aspect of it and be able to visit other star bases of the same faction. Well, you kind of can right now, but you have to be invited to the other star bases, and you can customize your star base, can't you, Elijah? With with all those wonderful projects, right, Elijah? No, 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 no. Yes, you can customize them, but it's not... It's not customizable. Okay, I might if I do all the special projects and Fleet B does all the special projects. Hey, our two star bases look exactly alike. I just want I want the City of Heroes bases where I can make it to look like what I want it to look like. Why can't I have that? Why? (laughs) Wow, that was really good. I liked that. That was good. That was. I have a 10-year-old that doesn't throw fits that good. That was nice. <laughs> I liked that. That was really, really good. Elkinar wrote in expressing his concerns about the new fleet holding, saying that Elithium Mine yet again leaves small fleets in the dust. If fleet costs scaled better to fleet size, Cryptic would actually get more money out of us because we'd grind to try to build up our starbase. Cryptic needs to find a way to implement scaling costs. 
I really, really do agree with you, Elkanar, and I really, really think that that's the next fleet holding. They're going to have some kind of transfer mechanism that'll let larger fleets who have trouble getting fleet credits to all their members, and they're going to find a way to get those things shipped over to fleets that have lots of projects to do, but not enough members to do them. I really do think that that's the next fleet holding. And if it's not, Al, I know you're listening. Get on it right away. And hopefully we'll see that soon. A big shout out to our Facebook fan, Maverick Moriarty, who writes, I freaking love you guys. Of course you do. Oh my God, we're awesome. Uh, Tim, we love ourselves too. We do. I, do. I have a whole I love me wall at the house full of stuff that I've won and done and my medals from the military. I love me. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy writes in, can you say awesome? Great show. And it seemed to go smoother without James. Oh, fine. Did you fire him? Because I didn't hear the shredder go off. Just kidding. <laughs> That's right. I'm still here. Still here. No, I, I, you guys, I work, unfortunately, my job, I have an on-call schedule every third week. So every third week, I may or may not be here. And so the nights that I'm not here, that just means I'm working. I'm on-call and I wasn't able to get here. There is the rare occasion where I'm able to be here on my on-call night. I try and take my lunch or my dinner, whatever it is, and be here, but it doesn't always work out. Sometimes I'm just too far away from home to do it. So sorry about those nights that I'm not He's here. He's just but... too busy sitting in front of his I love me wall and uh, crying That's right. in front of it. That's right. A big shout out to our latest <laughs> followers on Twitter and those members that joined us in some interesting conversations like Sanity Awol and Scott R. Rowe and J.E. Scheller. But captains, we want to hear from all of you. Do you have an idea for the show? Did we talk about something that got you thinking? Send us your thoughts and feedback to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com or catch us on Facebook, Twitter, or the Star Trek Online forums. Don't forget to answer this week's community question, what are your thoughts on the new Dilithium Mine fleet holding? Do you think it's going to help smaller fleets or just speed up the progress for larger fleets? You can answer on our comments section on PriorityOnePodcast.com or in the Star Trek Online forum post. Well, that wraps up episode 133, broadcast live on TrekRadio.net. Remember that we are on air every Thursday night at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Having a live audience is fantastic, and we appreciate you joining us each and every week. Captains, if you've got something to say, if you are a geeky mom, if you're the biggest Trek fan ever, join our team as a guest blogger on PriorityOnePodcast.com. If you have other skills that you believe could enhance our content, then reach out to us via email at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. As you know, we love hearing from you, our loyal listeners. If you have a suggestion, idea, or topic for our Trek It Out segment, field note segment, or you have general feedback for the show, you can reach us with our online form on PriorityOnePodcast.com via email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or catch us on our social networks, Facebook or Twitter. And fleet member or not, you can always chat with our team by joining our in-game chat channel. In your in-game chat box, just type forward slash channel underscore join space bar priority one all one word and captains we want you to send in your quick tips and hints for our new segment that we're working on called 60 second strategies what do you do that helps your gameplay in sto you can get up to the minute news from priority one podcast by visiting our social media websites head on over to facebook.com slash priority one podcast and give us a like or a check or a comment or something you can also find us on twitter at Stow Priority One for showtimes and other cool things. Priority One is brought to us by the generous donations of listeners like you. Please visit PriorityOnePodcast.com to find out how you can help support the show. 
Don't forget, visit our Indiegogo page with links right on the front page of our site and help us get the Bridge of the Enterprise D to Star Trek Las Vegas this August. Go to Indiegogo.com and search on Enterprise or visit PriorityOnePodcast.com and click on the link right to the right of the screen. And we want to thank everyone that has donated so far. We've gotten donations from $10 all the way up to a $500 donation. Wow. So any amount of help you can give would be fantastic. Remember, Indiegogo.com, search on Enterprise. And there are prizes for people going to the convention and people who are going to join us via the Internet. So just because you're not going to Vegas doesn't mean that you can't benefit from our campaign. We also want to thank our entire team over at PriorityOnePodcast.com, our art director, Alex Calderwood, our audio engineer and web developer, Lennon Rich, Justin Lowmaster, our audio assistant, and the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsor, Sayulita.com, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio, and of course, the STO community. Without you, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Second strategies. There's a joke there, but I'm going to skip it. <laughs> Probably wise. Probably uh, wise. Love it. What can you do in 60 seconds? Was... Uh, Elkanar wrote it. Uh, the future is here. Close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes for a moment and take a journey with me. You're in the kitchen doing dishes and staring blankly out the window. In the distance, you see a small bird bathing. Children playing in the park across the street. These are a Twitter notification. Deal with oh, it. Oh, well, they, they're, okay. Well, they're creepy. <laughs> a little creepy. Yeah, I'm going to go creepy, creepy on those. Okay, so Captain's Log is an article from Terry Lynn, but Jasmine reported live from oh, E3. I got it. Okay. I, 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 it all makes sense now. It That's all... what commas are for. Well, we need That's more commas words. Are for Tony. Com- comma, commas don't replace entire <laughs> words. He doesn't know uh, what that means. He didn't know Nosferatu for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, he's not laughing. I'm not laughing because I'm fixing Elijah's <laughs> copy here. All right, so Stow News in three, two. In Stow News this week. Wait Captain- a minute. Hold on a second. I want to take a second here and say something. <laughs> If you're going to comment on my copywriting, okay, then maybe you guys should take a second to read it before we go live so that you're not cold reading it. Hey, so how about them apples? Kind of like Elijah that goes crazy in three, two. <laughs> <laughs> and in our latest edition of the Priority One family, we revive into Mel- that trip.
Well, let's get ready. All right, Tony. I was I was doing it, and I was ready to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna step on you, Tony. (laughs) Well, Tony, (laughs) if you'll just stop what you're doing and do the thing you're already doing, how I've told you to do it. How 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 about that segue, Pilgrim? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Elijah Show. Okay, so uh, okay, I will need complete silence. Well, let's get ready to trek it. <laughs> you know, it's designed to get players to walk around their towns, explore, and play the game and enjoy it while they're learning I, about their environment. What if you I live in a small, want, I do want my place phone. where there's there's nothing there? <laughs> there are no nobody live. There are nobody no monuments. Live, I mean, there are. Yeah, but I mean, then it you know it doesn't matter. It's a kilometer type of thing. Listen, it's an idea for an augmented reality <laughs> to get everybody who's at home or walking around the park to be able to I, use their doffs in some way, shape, or form in a cool, inventive way. Whatever. So I, sue me for having an idea, James. <laughs> sue me. <laughs> I I want my phone to ring and, Tony, and my doff Tony, to call he, me and say, uh, uh, "What, Tony? Will you represent what? me in a lawsuit what? against Elijah?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All right, I, I, I can't not. see you. Apparently, I can't see you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you can sue him. You just won't win. I got ice on my boom. You bite that hot dog. You know I will. Okay, so <laughs> the biggest buzz about all this new holding is I'm that taking, I'm taking shots every time you say so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, 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 so. So, <laughs> so you so, should be trashed by now. Live long, live long, and prosper. While progressing through the tiers of your new dilithium mine, you will earn discounts on future prog- uh, future prog- that You will earn discounts on future projects. Isn't that nice? Do you feel pretty? Oh, so pretty.